Blog Talk Radio. This is Colin from Cannot Justify. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Twin. Guess what time it is? It is Monday night. It is Attitude Era Monday Live Monday time, and you have just broken into our show here live on eighty nine point one Ken's FM. And I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think Granny is in the building. Hello. Yes, I am here, ready for another awesome show on. Pins 89.1 FM. Well, actually, I guess you're technically not in the building, but you are on the no, phone. No, I'm so not. I, I'm, I'm calling from Arkansas, Icon. I'm not in the building. You know, I'll tell you what, eventually we got to get what, like one of those transporters so that uh, we can transport you to the studio for the show and then transfer you back to Arkansas after the show is over. we got, we got to work on that. Yeah, we do. Well, we're just waiting for the arrival of our other buddy, Matthias. You know, I'll tell you what, the last couple weeks have been really kind of interesting because there he is. He's there. I'm going to turn on his mic right now. Hello, Matthias. Hey, Icon. How's it going? Good. You must have snuck in. Uh, by the way, how how'd you like that road construction out there? Uh, you know, it's summertime, so it's uh, now it's now it's road construction season, so we'll just have to deal with it as it comes. Well, you know, I tell, I tell everybody – when I book guests on the show, I always tell everybody, I come from Fargo, North Dakota, where we have four seasons, winter, flood, road construction, and football. And speaking of football, we have an all-American football player, a former Minnesota Viking, New York Jets, Seattle Seahawks, played running back from the Cornell University, Ed Marinello is going to be our first guest, and that's going to be really interesting. We have Sarah Julian, she's going to be in the new the new movie, Friday the 13th, Blood Loss, a movie I'm also going to be in. And we have Julie Rain Deerer. Uh, <laughs> I knew I was going to uh, pronounce that wrong. But uh, she's going to be joining us in the second hour. So let's get everybody caught up on what everybody's doing. Of course, Matthias, it was you and I last week. Uh, the week before that, it was me and Granny. You weren't here. Uh, so we now that we're all together, the team is complete let's find out what granny has been up to well you know um went to a wrestling show over the weekend um just i've been really busy um my husband and i we had a little getaway last week you know just the two of us which was kind of nice everything i've been dealing with you know i just it was kind of a nice break just to get away and you know just do some fun stuff and you know and we stopped at a well we went to a a casino for an overnight stay in Durant Oklahoma one of the biggest casinos like in the United States ever I mean this place had like 7400 slot machines it had a movie theater it had a bowling alley it had three different casinos inside the casino you know uh, restaurants galore and we went to see the new Mission Impossible movie because on Tuesdays they show movies all day long for five dollars. 
So we went to the new Mission Impossible movie, and then coming back home on Wednesday, we stopped in Atoka, Oklahoma, at Reba McIntyre's restaurant called Reba's Place, and that food was absolutely amazing. They served family style to us. We had two different types of appetizers. We had a cherry Coke barbecue bacon burger, and they served both kinds of fries that that come with the, the russet potato fries and the sweet potato fries, and then we had like a cherry cobbler for dessert, and it was just absolutely amazing. <laughs> so, how many uh, how many Reba McIntyre songs did you karaoke sing at this location? I didn't sing any karaoke, but there was a guy there singing music, singing songs. He was sitting downstairs. We were on the second level, and then the third level of the building is her gift shop. So we actually, I got some really awesome pictures of him singing, and he was a really talented singer. And um, it was just a, it was just a fun time. I mean, you know, took lots of pictures of the. The pictures on the walls, you know, of all of her albums and, you know, and and her niece actually was the one that took care of our big group, you know, so it was pretty cool. That's cool. Now, Matthias, what's been up with you? And I'll tell everybody what's up with me. Oh, well, still taking time. Recovering? Yeah, recovering from the knee injury and stuff like that. Um, I actually did go to a wrestling event last weekend uh, it didn't turn out so well for me. I was in a fatal four-way match for the Intercontinental title of Rudo's promotion. And it was fatal? It was pretty fatal, unfortunately. Uh, I did not come out with the championship. Um, but other than that, I, I got my first ring uh, in-ring time pretty much ever since the injury. So it was nice to kind of just test it out, test the waters and see what I was capable of. And everything seemed to be excuse me, going just fine. Um, the only issue was I uh, partly injured my shoulder. I don't know how I did it. I don't know what happened during the match, but when I got to the, the back of the arena when I was in the locker room and I was moving around, I could feel some tightness and stuff like that. But it's a little better today, so I think maybe I just, you know, nicked something when I was taking a bump or something. But other than that, um, just – recuperating, recovering, and working hard to get back in the ring. Well, we know that you are a fighter, and you will come through out of this thing with flying colors, and we are all hoping for that because we want to see you back in the ring full-time doing stuff. That way, when you are 100%, I can get my scheme into full action. Yeah, I'm tired of this one once a month crap. I need to get back in there once every couple of weeks or once a week or whatever like I used to. Well, you know, I fully do understand that. And the thing is, do you guys know who Tony Schiavone is? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you guys know that Tony Schiavone cut a promo on me on his podcast? That I did not. Really? Yeah, and unfortunately, I'll, I'll let you guys know uh, later on this week I will send you guys the – where to find it on his podcast from a couple weeks ago, but uh, Mr. Shivani did not. I'm not even going to call him Mr. Shivani. Tony Anthony was very, very rude to me with what he said in the promo that he cut on me. Let me give you guys a little background story. They were complaining and making fun of people that 
rent furniture from rent centers and rent to old places, okay? And I have done a lot of that, and I'm not ashamed of that. And apparently they were saying that it's foolish to do that. I don't. I disagreed, and I sent them a little message. And I'll admit my message was a little, a little curt, in other words. And they read it on the air. And then uh, Tony Shabani uh, decided that he was going to use some uh, not so very good language, which is why I cannot play the clip on the show here. However, my goal is eventually to challenge either him or Conrad Thompson to a match in the ring, and uh, we can settle it there like a, like men. That's why I want Matthias at 100% because I'm going to need someone in my corner. I think uh, Conrad's actually in jail right now, if I'm not mistaken. Well, he was actually just nomin- He was just elected to the Hall of Fame. No, no there was a Conrad Thompson that I saw that he did, uh, he did Dark Side of the Ring. He was the, uh, he was the guy that did... Uh... Yeah, that's him. Oh, that was him. Yeah, I saw he, I see, I saw he went to jail for... Uh, third-degree assault, and I didn't know what happened. I didn't read on the story, but it was on my way to the wrestling show. I saw that he went to jail, and I was like, ah, what the heck, you know? You know, he's made he's made uh, three appearances on our show here, and uh, he, he's a good guy. And like I say, he was just uh, nominated uh, for the wrestling, uh, for the Hall of Fame where he's at. Oh, wow. but no, I guess I did not hear that he was uh, arrested. I did not hear that. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it was just random on Facebook. I was scrolling through, and then all of a sudden I saw Conrad Thompson was in jail for third-degree assault. And I think it was because some person was messing with his kid, and he just whopped him. I don't know what happened. I didn't read on the story. But from what the comments were saying, that's what was going on. But I can't confirm nor deny that information. And do you happen to know who Conrad Thompson's uh, father-in-law is? Uh, I didn't search that up, no. Rick Flair. Oh, really? He's married to Rick Flair's other daughter. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. So, anyway, that's basically what, uh, that's basically where we're at with uh, Conrad. So, I do, uh, so we're going to take care of that, and uh, we'll, we'll work on that later on. Maybe we can do, like, a match to earn money for the station or something. So, we're just waiting for our first guest. He should be calling in now, uh, soon, I would guess. And then when he, uh, when he calls in, we will uh, start the interview. Anything else going on with you guys that we need to know about? No. What's going on with no, you, I... Icon? Well, I'll tell you what. Here's what's going on with me. You guys know that I've been uh, having a little bit of a cancer scare lately. Yeah. And they have done a few cancer tests on me, and both have came back negative. And the skin cancer seems to be in pause right now or your mission or whatever you want to call it. So basically, uh, things are okay as of right now. But we'll see what happens in the future because, you know, cancer is one of those things that you really can't mess with. No, and you can't. I, uh, But here's the deal, though. If cancer picked me as an opponent, it's going to come up, and it's really going to not fare very well for the cancer because I will pin it down and take care of it. And also, Matthias and myself, uh, not that we're bragging here, have been tapped for another movie, have we not? Yes, indeed, we have. 
and uh, you did the voiceover work uh, for your part. I did the voiceover work for my part. And uh, I guess uh, you play some kind of gangster, and I uh, play a the main character. And uh, Ken Bartz is also in the movie as well. Yeah, well, what uh, we did last week was we did the um, uh, we did the thing where I was the gangster and he was the driver. Well, then I got an email from the director saying he wanted us to switch parts. So I'm not sure who's playing who now, but I've read both parts. So I guess we'll see what the director decides uh, in the next coming weeks. Well, the way I understand it, Ken is the driver and you're the gangster. All right. And I am going to not be playing Marco anymore. I am going to be playing somebody else. Oh, okay. So here's what we're going to do here. We are going to take a quick little commercial break. And we will be back with our first guest on the flip side. So stick with us. We'll be right back after these words. The new Wood Spring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, is an extended stay, pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Woodspring Suites of Fargo, rated 4.2 by TrustScore. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping onto the football field right now, All-American running back from Cornell University, number 49 in your program, but number one in your heart, for the Minnesota Vikings running back, I give you Ed Marinero. Hey, this is Ed Marinero, and you're listening to Attitude Era Monday, live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Hugster, and night, modern nightmare, Matthias. How are you, Ed? Good to have you with us. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for taking time off for the football gridiron to join us tonight. Yeah, well, it's kind of late. I'm, I'm after my bedtime, but uh, I like you guys. I like uh, oh, anything from Minnesota. Well, you know, here's, here's the good news. Uh, both myself and Matthias and the Modern Nightmare are Viking fans. And uh, Granny Hulkster is a Kansas City Chiefs fan. And, you know, as a Viking, how much we despise the Chiefs, thanks to uh, a certain uh, Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, you're going back a ways, that Super Bowl. I, I, you know, my two Super Bowls were in the 70s. We lost both of them, and I'm still emotionally scarred as a result. Well, you know, I'll tell you, we we all know that uh, the Vikings are bound for glory, and uh, myself and Matthias have always been Viking fans, and we've always been a fan of yours. So we're going to have some fun with uh, the interview here tonight. We're going to talk about more than football. You, you've done more than football. You're an, also an awesome, awesome actor, and we're going to talk to you about that. And I'm also going to uh, uh, kind of refresh your memory, see if you remember an event that you were at uh, here in Fargo, North Dakota. But we'll, we'll remind you about that in a second. But before we do the interview here, uh, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, and then I'll ask you a few questions, then we'll do a roundtable, then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. Okay. So, um, anyway, I am uh, living in beautiful Charleston, South Carolina. I moved from L.A. 12 years ago. How to get away from that craziness. Um, 
I have a son who has just finished his sophomore year at Cornell University, uh, playing football there, doing great. And, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm kind of living the life. I uh, play a lot of golf, take care of myself. So far, my health is pretty good. And uh, I'm excited. I'm going back to uh, Minneapolis for a uh, kind of a reunion of those uh, three Super Bowl teams of, of the 70s. So that that's going to be fun. I, I still stay in touch with several of my uh, old teammates um, from my Viking years and you know, have just nothing but great memories. I was just up uh, up to the Twin Cities for the Bud Grant tribute a month or so ago and got to see some of my old teammates and friends from uh, Twin Cities area. Um, so uh, it's all good. Just, uh, you know, living the life, man, living the life. Uh, Ed Verdoso, our guest here on 89.1 Kens FM. we got uh, 29 minutes here with our hero. Now I'm going to ask you a few questions, and like I said, we'll do a roundtable rule and all that, and we'll have a little fun here. Now you, uh, now you mentioned that your son's does, playing does, the does, 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 that mean, does that mean I have to be at a roundtable, or can I just sit in my couch like I'm doing? Well, I'll tell you what. You are, <laughs> uh, you are a big, strong football player. We're not going to tell you to do anything. You can do anything you want. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So here's my question here. Now, you mentioned that your son's playing for Cornell. Is he a running back as well, and uh, is he a, a future Viking? He is a running back. Uh, he is uh, – I, I, I don't know if he's a, a Viking. I, I hope uh, if he is, they pay him a lot more than they paid me. Um, he's, um, <laughs> he's really, a good, he's really, a, a, a really a, just a great athlete, played three sports in high school. He, unfortunately, he, he was injured uh, last year. He uh, tore his labrum in his shoulder, so that kind of slowed him down, but gave him another year of eligibility. And uh, so we're, we're just going to see he'll take one year at a time. I hope he graduates um, early so it doesn't cost me as much money because, believe me, it's cost me a lot of money to put a kid through Cornell. But uh, it's going to be worth it in the end. So, But he's, he's a great kid. We go up, uh, we travel from Charleston up to Ithaca, New York. That is our plan this year. We, we went to several games last year and Trust me when I tell you, it ain't easy getting from Charleston, South Carolina to Ithaca, New York. It's uh, it's a challenge. Now, after you were after you're done with football, you became an actor. Was that an easy transition? Hey, I acted like a football player for 12 years, so um, it was easy. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, you know, uh, it's it's certainly. I guess you could say that a lot of the a lot of the uh, qualities you develop as an athlete you can apply to uh, acting. Um, it's uh, you know I don't I, it, it, being a football player is much more uh, you know your 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 accomplishments are much more objective you know uh, and, and being an actor is very subjective. You know what. What some people think is good, a good actor is, you know, other people think is terrible. So it's it's sort of, you know, you have to develop a, a different kind of mindset in order to kind of survive in that business because it's it's pretty crazy. Hollywood is is uh, there's nothing real about Hollywood. 
and you have to kind of learn to accept that if you're going to survive because it's, um, you know, it can be, you can't take things personally because, um, you know, you're, you're at the, the whims of uh, decision makers who, you know, they could think you're great for a part and someone else thinks you're, you're not great for the part. So it's, uh, you know, it's not an exact science and it can be very emotionally challenging um, you know, football was, you know, either you had it or you didn't have it. Um, so that's the, the, it, that, that was a, a little bit of a difficult transition for me, you know, going from sports, professional sports to Hollywood. Just, uh, you know, you have to approach it in a totally different way mentally, if that makes any uh, sense. It does. And uh, Ed Mariner is our guest. We're on 89.1 Kens FM. We've got about the 25 minutes here with, left with our hero. Now, uh, Ed, I'm going to introduce you uh, to Granny. Now, you actually used to star in her, one of her all-time favorite shows. You were 104 episodes from 1981 to 1986. You were in Hill Street Blues as Officer Joey Copy. And, uh, and uh, Granny loved you in that show, and she wants to talk to you about that. So, Granny, what do you got? Go ahead. Well, welcome to the show. Um, I am Granny Holkster, and it's a pleasure to have you on. And, yes, I did always watch, enjoy watching Hill Street Blues. That was one of my favorite mm-hmm. shows back in the day. I love well, you have good, you have, I mean, you have good you have You have good taste because that was a great show. Uh, it sort of changed the TV, um, the way, uh, you know, just the way – the sensibilities uh, of television were changed. You know, it was kind of a gritty, ugly show. They they called us, you know, during an era of Charlie's Angels, they called us the most unattractive cast on television, and yet it was, uh, you know, very popular. It just changed the way people watched television, and you know, we had great actors, we had great writers, we had great producers and directors. It was. Uh, it was a it was a special it was a special show and you know I'm really uh, I got pretty lucky to to you know get the role and get to play it for six years. Yeah, that's that's absolutely amazing. So I guess one of my questions to you is, you know, you were a football player and then you became an actor the challenges you had to face in both of your careers, what was your most biggest challenge you had to face? Like transitioning from a football star, you know, professional football star, because I love football too, but, you know, and, you know, to going to acting. Well, I think as as an athlete, particularly in football, you know, you have to kind of keep your emotions, you know, inside of you. you I mean, and unless you score a touchdown, then you can jump around like an idiot. But, you know, you're you, you, you know, you're going to face all kinds of adversity on the football field, and, and you have to kind of keep yourself composed. And you don't want your opponent to, you know, be able to take advantage of, you know, some, you know, emotional letdown. Anything you might show them, they can use against you you know, when you're playing in a football game. And in Hollywood, you know, I, I had to do just the opposite. I, you know, I, they wanted me to show emotion. And, and um, you know, when you when you have to kind of uh, fabricate it, you know, it, it becomes challenging for somebody who's, you know, 
spent most of his life uh, being emotionally guarded and in, 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 in controlling my emotions. So it was, I guess it was a, it was a good thing, you know, to be able to release that stuff. Um, you know, just the little things like having to cry on camera, you know, football players don't cry, but uh, you know, actors there, you know, they're forced to just show all kinds of emotions that, you know, I wasn't, uh, I was used to kind of keeping inward. So I guess maybe that, that was a healthy thing for me. That's why I'm as old as I am now. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, you, you, still, you still look like you could put on the pads and still uh, take some, uh, somebody out and uh, run past them in the gridiron. Uh, we have Ed Marinaro as our <laughs> guest. So we got uh, 22 minutes here left. With, and then for those of you who listen to our show on a regular basis, if you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday, you like that, go to 89.1 Kent's FM page, like that, do a $10 a month donation, power this hour. We'll get you automatically qualified to win an autograph picture from past guests, current guests, or future guests. Uh, Mr. Marino, would you be willing to send us a few autographs for giveaways for our fans? Sure. Why don't you just send me uh, where to send them, and I'll, I'll get those things out for you. Perfect. Now I'm going to introduce you to the modern nightmare, Matthias. Now, his favorite role of yours, uh, one of his all-time favorite shows was Blue Mountain State. He loved Coach Marty Daniels. <laughs> As a matter of fact, he, he was telling me he wished that his coach was like you. So now he's going to talk to you about that. Nightmare, what do you got? Go ahead. Well, yes, you are talking to the man oh, from every woman's greatest. You are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed NSE World Tag Team Champion, and soon to be, once again, APW World Heavyweight Champion, Intercontinental Champion of Rudo's Promotion, and EWI Epic Champion, and honorary member of the New World Order, Matthias, as well as 2019 NEFL champion with the Fargo Invaders, Matthias. Welcome on to my part of the program. Uh, yes, as a, I am a fellow football player myself, I did not go all the way to the pro level uh, such as yourself, but I did compete uh, with the 2019 Fargo Invaders semi-pro football team where we won the Northern <laughs> League Football League Championship. And... Uh, Coincidentally, got to go play on uh, Vikings territory in U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, but my main question to you would be, um, what is how was or what was your first feeling like when you stepped out of the tunnel for your first ever pro football game? What were you What were you feeling inside going into your very first ever pro football game? Jeez. You know that's that's uh, that's a tough question. You know, you really you're so focused on 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 uh, you know pre- being prepared. You're obviously you're very nervous. I you know I didn't really address the significance that it was my first you know game in the NFL. It was sort of like a natural progression. It wasn't like a, a you know, a, a, a moment in my life that I, I I was very aware of. You know, these are the kind of things that, you, you know, maybe you look back in 20 or 30 years and try to recall how you felt. But, you know, I was just focused on, you know, if I get in the game, you know, my plays and, and uh, you know, you kind of tune everything out and you, um, 
you know, you just have to be mentally ready if they, they call you to go in the game. You know, and I, as a rookie, you know, you're, it's obviously a very, it's intimidating. You know, the first time you, you know, I walked into the Viking locker room as a rookie and I, I see guys like uh, Jim Marshall and Alan Page and Carl Eller and, you know, Wally Hilgenberg, all those great guys that I watched on television. That was uh, very intimidating. And then the first time you, you play against a team, you know, I the first I think the first game I played as a Viking, we had an exhibition game against the San Diego Chargers. And uh, that was Johnny Unitas's last year in the NFL. He was a backup quarterback for the Chargers. And, you know, I grew up oh, wow. idolizing Johnny, Johnny Unitas. And he goes out on the field and, I mean, I remember he still had it. He still picked us apart, you know, and during an exhibition game. And I'm like just in awe being on the same field as Johnny Unitas. And, you know, that that, that uh, I had several experiences like that playing against guys that, uh, you know, I not long ago, I mean, I watched on television. And um, But you had to kind of get over that, that, that awe because you had to go out there and you had to, you know, block them or, you know, um, run through them and hit them. So it was uh, exactly. Yeah, it was a, it was a different. You know, it, it's an interesting when you think about it. Interesting uh, kind of emotional experience for a lot of different reasons. Okay, and then what would you say is one of your more? Could you? Is there a certain play that you can remember, or a certain moment in your career that you will? Is there like a moment in your career that you will absolutely never forget? Uh, you know what? I had a uh, – we played the – who were we playing? I mean, we were playing the Dolphins in the Super Bowl. And I caught a swing pass. And I went – and, we, you know, the game was still, you know, within reach. And I caught a swing pass, and I went, I think it was 27 or 28 yards, and the guy got tackled. The guy grabbed the, the, my, the collar of my jersey and just did not let go. I mean, it was like a lucky grab. And if he doesn't grab my jersey, I'd probably go all the way. And I think that could have changed the game because we were still sort of in the game. And I, I, that's the, of every play I had in, you know, in college or in the pros. That's the one play that I, I can't help but replay in my brain. I mean, I was so close to, you know, probably going 60 yards for a touchdown, and the guy grabbed me by the collar, and I spun him around a couple of times, and I couldn't get him off me, and I got tackled. I think it was the longest play, the play of the the, the game for the Vikings, but. I mean, it could have been a touchdown. It could have changed the whole complexion of the game. Yeah. And now, nowadays, you have a 15-yard penalty for a horse collar. <laughs> no, he grabbed my jersey. He didn't grab my shoulder pad. So that was, uh, oh, well, I thought he was cheating. Was, That's he, why. He, he was, no, no, no. <laughs> they didn't and then, uh, my penalties final, back then. Yeah. And then my final question to you would be, so let's say you're in your prime. Let's say – you're you're like you're you're 100% healthy. You're ready to go. You can do anything. You could take on the world. And on one side, 
of your life, you have football career where you do nothing but football, you play nothing but football, or there's the other side where you do acting and you just go on screen and you do the, like, you could have played football. Let's say you played football in high school. And then on one side of it, you've got the NFL, and the other side, you've got Hollywood. And you can only choose one. Is there one that you would prefer and why? Well, you know, that's not a fair question because you your 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 career in football is, you know, there's a there's a it's it's sort of limited. You know, you can't play football um, you know, forever. I mean, if you ask me could I if I could play football forever or be an actor forever, yeah. it's like a different Yeah, question. that's that's kind but of what I was meaning, yeah. Well, you know what? Um the the one good thing about acting Okay, is that, you know, people sometimes ask me if I'm retired from acting, and I tell them, you know, actors don't retire. They either can't remember their lines anymore or they die because you can act until you die, but you can't play football. I mean, you have a shelf life as, a, as, a, as any athlete. You know, eventually you, uh, you know, you just can't do it anymore. And Absolutely. Um, yeah, so so the, 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 again, you know, you have a as an actor, you know, the, the, you, the, you just play different, get opportunities to different kinds of roles as you get older, and um, but you can still do it. You know, I still get offers to do roles in different kinds of movies and some TV shows, and I don't know how long that's going to last. It'll probably last as long as I I want it to last until I don't want to do it anymore. But people ask me if I'm retired, and I say, well, no one's thrown a retirement party for me yet, so I'm not sure I could be retired. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Ed Manner is our guest here along 89.1 Kens FM. we got about 12 minutes here with uh, Ed. You know, one thing, uh, Ed, I do want to thank you for, and uh, I'm going to kind of refresh your memory about this, but you had an event here in Fargo, North Dakota, at the Bitmore Hotel. As a matter of fact, the hotel I was married at. And uh, my father came up to you, and uh, he had, uh, he grabbed a napkin off the table, a yellow napkin, and you autographed it for him. And he said, "Could you autograph this for my son?" And he gave it to me. Do you? I don't know. You probably don't remember that, but do you remember that event? Uh, no, I don't. I remember playing in a in a Viking basketball game in Fargo, North Dakota. That's the only thing I remember being in Fargo. So. But, you know, that was a long time ago. So Right. Well, I tell you what, I do want to thank you for that autograph. Take it easy on me. (laughs) Uh, No, I I do want to thank you for that autograph. As a kid, I still have it. And uh, I I cherish it. I'd like it it back, if you don't mind. Oh, sure. Okay. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm I'm kidding. kidding. (laughs) Uh, Ed knows I guess. Now, uh, now I want to ask you about a couple other roles that you were in uh, that I found intriguing. One thing I do want to know, what is it like being on set, and I hope you were on set with him, uh, a hero of mine, when you were on Eight Simple Rules with uh, uh, Jack Tripper? You mean uh, John Ritter? Yes, John Ritter, yep. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was fun. He was a good guy. You know, it was a fun show. It was uh, um yeah, it was. Uh, I think I did one episode of that 
show. And um, it was fun. You know, I mean, we get to work with different actors. You know, I've been doing Hill Street Blues, and, you know, you work with the same actors every week. And once I left that show, I got to do, you know, kind of different stuff. Do It, it was comedy, which was kind of uh, – that's always fun. Comedy is a lot more fun to do than drama. But, um, yeah, he he was a good guy. And uh, I met a couple of other people on the cast. The, the girl the girl who was the – she was young at the time. Now she's a, a pretty big actress. I can't even remember. Cuco or something like that. I, I right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, and, yeah, that was fun. That was – I forgot about that. And, and another show that you in that uh, you were you were in quite a uh, few episodes. Uh, it was called Sisters. You played Mitch uh, Margolis. Uh, you you were in seventy five episodes. That uh, that had, that had was uh, of course you weren't as in many episodes as uh, you were in Hill Street Blues. But uh, when you're in a series that uh, you have a longevity and that's that's got to be a, an honor, isn't it? Well, you know. Uh... When you, and anytime an actor can get regular work, you know, it's a pretty good deal. TV series, you know, it sort of gives you the luxury of, uh, you know, just having some financial security. I did, uh, I did four years of Sisters. And, um, you know, having a steady income was, uh, you can relax a little bit. Because, you know, it's, it's a tough business. It's a, you know, you can go through... You know, you can go through long, extended periods of time where you, you don't work, you know. So you have to kind of be smart with your money. And, uh, you know, you might make a lot of money. With, you know, those four years I was doing Sisters, I made a lot of money. But I always had to keep in mind that once I don't do that show anymore, I could be, you know, I could not work for a year or two. So you, you can't kind of create a lifestyle where you think you're going to be making that kind of money every year. So uh, you know, it's a it's a challenge. That that business is very, you know, fickle and and um, you know, not a lot of job security. You know, I I never had in my whole career, you know, going back to football as a profession. You know, you don't have job security in football. I never had job security as an actor. Uh, you know, you're at the whims of uh, you know. <clears throat> Other people, injuries. That, you know, I didn't have. You know, I didn't have that normal steady paycheck that I could rely on, and I could work for the same company for fifty years and then have a retirement party. You know, I was always living on the edge. I guess it's kind of the, my personality, but you know, it's uh, it can be challenging at times. So having a regular role on a TV series for however long, you know, just gives you a little breathing room. That's why there's. That's why these actors are striking now. You know, they they want more security. They want better pay. So, uh, Ed Mirnos, our guest here on eighty nine point one Kens FM. We got about the seven minutes here left with uh, Ed. So we don't. Uh, so we don't forget about this. If our fans want to check out and see, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got? Uh, you know, I'm not really all that active on social media, but I have a. I'm on Facebook and uh, and uh, Instagram, you know, the Ed Marinero, and I also have a Coach Marty Daniels, uh, which is the character I played on that show that you guys mentioned, uh, Blue Mountain State. Um, yeah, I, I 
you know, it's, the, the social media at, at this stage of my life is a little scary. You know, I, the last thing I want to do is, you know, my son gives me crap for some of the things <laughs> I post. Um, you know, because I have, you know, sometimes you know I don't really know what I'm doing. That's when you can get in trouble. So I, I you know, my stuff is pretty tame. You know, stupid, uh, <laughs> stupid in an, a non-offensive way. Well, you know, I'll tell I'll tell you what, uh, Mr. Marinaro, you are awesome. And uh, you know, unfortunately, we only got five minutes here left. We have I wish you for five more years, but you know, and this is probably a pretty self-explanatory question, but. Do you prefer being on a series for a long period of time, for several years, or uh, did you like when you're going from a different show to a different show to a different show? What did you like better? Well, you know, unfortunately, there aren't many people who can go from one show to the next show to the next show. So you kind of have to take advantage when you do have a steady gig and, and, you know, again, you know, making money and, but you know, I don't think I don't think actors, I don't think actors are sort of meant to play the same role for, you know, seven years. Um, it's not why you go into acting. You know, you you go into it because you, you know, you like to play different roles with different other actors, and you know, not there's anything wrong with having, uh, you know, a regular series role because you can. But, you know, you, you, certainly, like I said, it gives you a certain amount of financial security. But, you know, you can get kind of bored. And, you know, I, you like the challenges of, uh, you know, playing different roles, different characters, working with different actors and different directors and doing, you know, just different kind of storylines. You know, I've played, you know, I've, I've played different roles and it's always fun. It's always challenging. You, you sort of want the challenge. You, you you know, when you play the same role for five or six or seven years, you you, you just kind of tendency to phone it in a little bit. You know, it's uh, you get a little lazy and and um, you know, I don't know. It's just not as fulfilling. And I always like to, whenever I get to do something different, you know, it's it's just exciting. It sort of gets your blood going and you get your mind working and you know, you're thinking, you're just thinking more about. How to develop this character? It's the whole process of, you know, developing a character and, you know, being true to a script and, you know, trying to do what the script says you can do and just make it interesting. And then that's the challenge of acting. I mean, you know, if you want a regular job, you can get a regular job, and you have you have more, you know, like I said, you have more security with a regular job, but not as exciting. <laughs> Uh, Ed Marinero is a guest here. We've got uh, three minutes here left. So I want to ask you then, Mr. Marinero, what made your adrenaline pump more, stepping out onto the gridiron or stepping onto the set? Well, you know, when you step on a football field, fear is what gets your adrenaline going. When I stepped on a set, I didn't have any fear. <laughs> I didn't have any fear of bodily harm. You know, I, I mean, you you can't minimize the, you know, the, the reality of playing a sport like football. And, you know, in the back of your mind, I don't care what anybody says, you know, you, you just hope and pray that you, you walk off the field 
after the game and nothing's broken or nothing's torn or nothing's, you know, you're, you're not hurt. And, uh, you know, you feel every time you can play a game and not, you know, you're going to get bumps and bruises no matter what. But, you know, I used to say a prayer before every game, please don't let me get hurt. And, and you know, that's a legitimate fear. And, you, you know, you see, you see it happen every week in, in football, in college, at every level of football. I mean, injuries are a big part of the game, and, and the biggest challenge is to sort of block that fear out of your, your head because you can't play when you're worried about getting hurt. And, and it was, there, there's, you know, once you get in the game, you know, it, it, it's a whole different thing. You're not even thinking about that. But I think before the game, you, 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 you know, it pops into your mind, you know. And walking on a set in Hollywood, I never, I never had any fear that <laughs> I was going to be taken to the hospital. <laughs> Uh, one last thing, I'll add, uh, we got about 60 seconds here, uh, Mr. Marinero. One thing I will ask you, do you think uh, after your son uh, graduates, uh, when he goes into the draft, uh, you could uh, hook us up and uh, have him appear on our show so we can uh, uh, co- uh, get, him, uh, get his name out there to all the uh, pro teams? <laughs> well, you know what? If that comes to be for sure, I mean, we're just trying to get him through the uh, – through college and graduate from uh, Cornell, and football is is uh, important, but it's not the most important thing for him. He's, he's I don't even know if he, who knows? That that kind of stuff has to sort of happen. But definitely, if he makes it, if he's pro caliber, we'll we'll hook up again, and we can, uh, I can have him uh, tell you his thoughts about how he how he's going to approach his new career, if that's if that's the case. Well, whatever happens, just let's not let him go to Green Bay. <laughs> no, no. I, You know what? That was one city where, with all due respect, that was one city, that trip we took to Green Bay every year was probably the least exciting trip uh, we took um, all year long. <laughs> I don't. I don't blame you. Mm-hmm. Look who their quarterback was, Aaron Rodgers. Well, I tell you what, uh, Mr. Marinero, you have been so awesome. Uh, I appreciate you taking time on your schedule. I know that uh, it is way past your bedtime. Uh, we want to thank you so much. You have been awesome, sir. And hopefully, we can have you on again. All right, you guys uh, take care. Uh, what day is it? It's Monday. Okay, I was going to say have a good weekend. You see, I don't even know what day it is anymore. You guys have a, <laughs> a, a great week. You guys have a great week, and it was great talking to you, and thank you. Uh, We love you, sir. Thank you. Okay, buddy. Take care. All right. Ed Marinero, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you what, that was was good. What did you guys think? That was pretty awesome. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, looks like our next guest is waiting in the wings right now. Uh, So we need to take a quick little timeout, a quick little commercial break. Uh, We will be back after these messages, so stick with us on the flip side. We will be right back. So, if your spring and summer projects include some concrete work, Elevated Concrete can help. They can be reached at 701-866-9018 or at Elevated Concrete on Facebook. Their concrete work includes driveways, sidewalks, 
walkways, approaches, garage floors, patios, and shed pads. Plus, they offer decorative or stamped concrete as well. And all estimates are free. They are ready right now for any concrete project you have. That's Elevated Concrete at 701-866-9018. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, guest number two of the night Ladies and gentlemen, she's going to tell us all about Friday the 13th and why it's been a lucky number for her. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the lovely, the beautiful, she is Sarah Gillian. <laughs> hey, this is Sarah Gillian, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your hosts, the Icon. The godmother of wrestling, Granny Hulkster the Modern, Nightmare Matthias, and the Big Swing. <laughs> well, how so are you, Julian? <laughs> how are you, you Miss Julian? Good to have you with us. Sarah Julian's our guest here on 89.1 Kins FM. We got uh, 30 minutes here with uh, Sarah, so we're going to have some fun. So here's yeah. all we're going to do, just like the. Just like our last guest, uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions. We'll do a roundtable, and we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you several questions. But first, we want you to give a little background about yourself, so go ahead. Okay. Well, um, first of all, I guess I, I, I kind of grew up in a household where I was very lucky. I was very fortunate. Uh, my mother was an actress, so, uh, you know, at six years old, I was in acting school, and I was lucky enough to even have her teacher um, she was um, a Canadian actress. Uh, she starred in um, Anne of Green Gables. She was the first Anne in Canada. So they kind of wrote the script around her. She was like 17 at the time. So she was a child star, and I was lucky enough to spend my summers uh, going to Shakespearean theater. And by the age of nine, I was in radio myself (laughs) on a little show on the CBC uh, network in Canada, CBC radio. And that was fun. And um, I, I guess I was really exposed to that kind of life. And then I sort of decided to rebel against it a little bit and um, (laughs) didn't really want to be an actress and got into being an artist, I guess, because I was just that kind of creative type. And, you know, I started selling my artwork and, and from there um, I did return to acting um, and became actually a professional clown (laughs) because it was a lot of fun and I really enjoyed working with children. And then kind of from there, I went into writing children's books. And uh, I had a series published on Amazon. And um, I guess the opportunities were there. A lot of my opportunities were there because of the kind of family that I grew up in. I was lucky in that sense um, because, you know, it's sort of, I mean, you kind of get the connections there happening. It's sort of right into you, um, that lifestyle and it was just second nature, and I suppose, but being creative, I just um, couldn't help myself and just kept doing different creative things throughout my life, and 
ended up uh, doing some films for uh, Steve Oakley, who worked on with uh, the Kardashians on MTV uh, during the pandemic. Uh, he did some feature films that I was in. And I suppose I just kind of got really back into acting and wanting to, to perform outside of being a clown and <laughs> outside of writing children's books. I, I kind of wanted to get away from doing stuff on paper. I wanted to, you know, get, a, you know, more sort of out there. So I put myself out there and I got onto social media and started like hammering my face <laughs> out there. <laughs> so I got every site and put my selfies up and got out there and uh, eventually ended up uh, in Desert Fiends, which was a Sean Phillips uh, movie recently uh, with uh, a great cast, Eric Roberts and Tom Arnold and Yale Ling. And that was exciting, you know, just to have a little role in that. And then I sort of moved on and uh, got in touch with Anthony uh, Camano. Uh, and from there, I was lucky enough uh, to have an email conversation with him. And he said, yeah, he would put me in the cast of Friday the 13th, and I was, like, rolled over. I was like, oh, well, that's great. Okay, so I'm in, and it's kind of gone from there. You know, I will so say one thing about Anthony. You know, I will say one thing about Anthony. The guy is just a a directing god, and I'm not just saying that because I know him, but Anthony is just one of the most awesome guys uh, that yeah. I uh, – I, I, I'm going to have a chance to work with, and it's just going to be awesome. But uh, we're we're here to talk about you, and we're going to talk a little bit about Friday the Thirteenth Blood Loss. Uh, Sherry Julian's our guest here on 89.1 Kens FM, and uh, we got a good amount of time. We got about uh, 23 minutes here, Sarah. Now I'm going to ask you. Uh, 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 I'll ask you about a couple other films that you've been in. But uh, when you come back to me, we're going to uh, concentrate mostly on Friday the Thirteenth Blood Loss. And our uh, resident uh, evil guy will uh, talk to you about some of the horror films that you've been in. Uh, but uh, first off, I want to introduce you to uh, Granny Hulkster. Now, one of her favorite projects that you've done, uh, Steinberg Rides Again. And Bern- uh, uh, Granny Hulkster wanted to ask you about that. So, Granny, go ahead. What do you got? Well, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. Oh, so, so wonderful. What has been one of your biggest challenges you've had during your acting career? You know, I, 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 I think challenges. I think getting a job as <laughs> an actress is a challenge. You know, just you know, <laughs> I mean, you go through a million auditions and it's just seems like it's endless um but i think challenges uh that's a very difficult question i think because you know i don't really take it as a challenge i think that it's really a lot of uh and you might think well how could it be all just fun but my attitude is is very light on everything, so I I I just enjoy it all, and I don't feel. I think the most challenging thing. 
I don't know. It's such a difficult question. Well, that's uh, okay. I mean, I what was one of your what was one of your favorite projects that you ever were a part of in your acting career? And you can't well, say the show because that'd be too easy. Uh, what's that? <laughs> I, I said you can't say the show because that'd be too easy. Yeah, uh, you know, I did a, a couple of podcasts uh, for USA Global Television last summer. And I think, you know, it was challenging finding guests for those podcasts. Uh, that was a, a challenge. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I sort of fall into it. I feel really comfortable doing uh, anything uh, on radio or, or, or film. So I, I can't say challenging, but I think um, – when I when I worked on uh, Steve Oakley's films, uh, those were done uh, remotely. So he would just film us. Uh, he would just come on. Un, it sort of it was very uh, with very surprisingly, and uh, that was kind of difficult. I found um, because I never knew. He was always a little bit earlier, a little bit late, and then it was filming right away. And because it was reality uh, television or sort of a reality uh, feature film, and he was planning to put it on television, it, 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 that had its challenges, I think. Okay. That's awesome. We have... Uh, uh... We have Sarah Julian as our guest here. Uh, we need to uh, take a, a quick little time out for this little legal ID, and uh, we will be right back, so stick with us. Uh, and then I know the modern nightmare is going to ask a question, so stick with us after these little messages. You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZFM, Holly Fargo-Moorhead. Independent Public Radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. And we are back here. Sir Julian's our guest here. And we have a good amount of time here. we got about 18 minutes. All right. Now, uh, sir, I'm going to introduce you to our favorite horror film guru, the modern nightmare of <laughs> Matthias. Now, this guy, he uh, he claims not to have an ego, but he was telling me after he saw a couple pictures of you that he, w- he was wanting to become part of uh, your bodyguard protection crew. So uh, maybe he'll try to get a job doing that. So, Matthias, um, Nightmare, what do you got? <clears throat> well, yes, you are talking to the man from Every Woman. Yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed NSE World Tag Team Champion, and soon to be once again APW World Heavyweight Champion, EWI Diamond Epic Champion, BZW World Tag Team Champion, all of the above, and honorary <laughs> member of the New World Order, Matthias. Welcome on to my part of the program. Uh, yes, as Icon said, I am a very big uh, horror movie fan, but uh, my main question to you would be is, what is one of your favorite genres of film that you've gotten uh, into watching throughout your life? You know, I have to say that I love comedy. I just 
I, I, I'm sort of slapstick myself. I don't really take myself seriously. And I started watching when I was a little kid, um, Charlie Chaplin movies and I adore Charlie Chaplin and I love slapstick comedy, you know, like the three stooges and stuff that is just like really silly. Cause I tend to be, I kind of have that attitude of just plain silliness. So I would have to say my favorite genre is definitely comedy. And then if you could pick one film out of that genre to say, hey, this is one of my all-time favorites, uh, which one would it be and why? I would have to say it was Modern Times by Char- with Charlie Chaplin. And I think the reason was the music in that that film and him and and it was just hilarious. Okay. Uh my one of my favorites so far um that I've watched in comedy. So I've got basically one that uh out of every genre of film and honestly one of my favorite uh comedy films of all time is uh Tommy Boy starring uh, Chris Farley and David Spade and the main reason that that one is one of my favorites is because the because it's just an overall funny film, and then of course you've got David Spade and and um, Chris Farley, who are just one of the greatest dynamic duos of comedy history, just going out there and just making fools of themselves. And we, and we still miss Farley to this day. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And um, but yeah, like I said, I always got a film like out of every genre. But now, now um, usually I ask this with my horror film guests, but um, because I always get asked this, but is there a film out there to this day that you don't think that you'll ever get tired of? Like for for horror films, it's one film that always gets you to jump or yeah. or scream or freak out. Is there a film for you that you could say that you could watch at any time, any day, any place, any age, and you will still laugh out loud like it was your first time ever seeing it? Well, that's probably the Thirteenth Blood Loss because she and I are both in that movie. <laughs> oh, are you in it as well? Oh, that's wonderful. Yes, yeah, I am. Yes, wonderful. I am. Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that's going to be the one. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, it depends because I really, there's so many films, so many great films out there that I could watch over and over again. There are so many uh, great lines in so many great movies. I think the Godfather movies, I could watch those over and over and over again. And the lines in those movies, I love them. Um, but I also love, you know, classic. Titanic would also be one of my favorite movies. And I could watch that over and over. And I love all the lines in that as well. <laughs> but as far as uh, horror movies, uh there's some really great ones. Uh, you know, I, I love Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, those old classic ones, you know, with, okay. um, you know, uh, the, uh, uh, I was going to say, Joan Crawford was in that. It was such a great movie. I could watch that over and over again. Okay, okay. And then, um, what was I going to say? Now I'm, I'm losing my train of thought here. Um yeah, I'm losing my train of thought. Icon, go ahead, and if I remember my question, I'll uh, come back to me. All right. Uh, Sarah Gillian's our guest here on 89.1 Kens FM, and uh, 
Well, we got plenty of time here. Uh, and for those of you who listen to our show on a regular basis, if you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday. Go to Ken's page, 89.1 Ken's FM, and Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday, like both of those, and do a $10 a month donation power this hour. We'll get you automatically qualified to win an uh, autograph picture from past guests, current guests, future guests. Uh, Sarah, would you be willing to send us a few uh, autographs for giveaways for our fans? Absolutely. Absolutely, sure. Awesome. So now uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Friday the 13th, Blood Loss. And, of course, I am uh, going to be in that movie as a vlogger. How did you get hooked up with the project? Well, you know, it's funny because I, I'm i always checking out the IMDb um, pages and looking around, seeing things that I find really interesting. And I saw uh, the Friday the 13th poster on IMDb on one of the sites I was just sort of I came across it one day and I thought you know I'm gonna what I usually do when I'm interested in something is I get somebody's email you know and I I do the investigating I'll send an email out sort of as a feeler and and ask the person uh, whatever I might be interested in and in that case I was interested in a role so I looked for uh, the producer or the writer or the director. So I found Anthony's name and, and his email, and I thought, great, I'm going to send this guy an email and find out what's going on if he can give me a role. And because I saw that it was in uh, pre-production, and I guess that was the key, uh, you know, finding the movie that, that was uh, still casting. And so that's what I did. I sent him an email. And I also, um, I sent him an email, my photographs, my social media sites, my um, IMDB myself, you know, what I had there. And um, just, you know, sort of threw him a whole bunch of information and waited to hear back from him. And like you said, he's a wonderful, friendly guy and he got back to me immediately and I was like whoa you know he was you know sent the email right back to me so I thought wow and that's when we started that's how I I got involved well you know when he was on our show and he's made a couple appearances on our show along with a few of the cast members uh, including yourself the one thing is uh, for me to get uh, part of the show I mean we know you got became part of the show because of your beauty and your personality and everything. I had to beg and plead and scratch and <laughs> promise to carry bags and get cappuccino. I do that with every uh, opportunity that comes my way, but uh, I, I cannot wait to be part of this film, and hopefully we'll be able to meet each other in person at some point when we're doing this film together. Absolutely. Well, yeah, we'll all be uh, in upstate New York, and it'll be a lot of fun. I can't wait. And uh, I'm, I'm wondering if I can get Matthias to come with me. Like I said, I'm down to do anything else. That's a, an opportunity presents itself. You got to take it. So now, Sarah, you uh, uh, we we've we've touched on Friday the Thirteenth and Blood Loss, and like I say, it's going to be just a great film, and it's going to be a great project, and I, I'm glad to be a part of it. But there, there's one question I have to ask. Now, don't take this question the wrong way. I'll understand if you don't want to answer it, but. You know, you, on your IMDb page, you, you have a lot of different photos, a lot of, uh, you know, very pretty pictures. But i got to ask, do you prefer yourself to be a brunette or a blonde? 
<laughs> I, you know what? Uh, I just went, I decided one day, I thought, you know, I'm going to go blonde and see what happens. And I, honestly, I don't, I, I'm having a funny time being a blonde because honestly, people treat you differently as a blonde. And I, I never knew that until I became a blonde. And when you walk down the street, people, people respond differently when you are a blonde. It's quite odd, I think, because when you're a brunette, you kind of blend in a little bit. And when you're a blonde, I, I, I almost feel like I'm a, like a candle going down the, you know, or a bonfire or something. I don't know. It's just like, you know, it's a, it's a strange feeling. So I don't know if I like it or not, if I would prefer to be more just sort of undercover in a dark hairdo or, you know, it's, it's quite different. I, I'm having, honestly, uh, I can't decide myself what I like. I think I like both. I think I want to be both. Well, I'll tell you what, with that inspiration, this week I am going to become a blonde. <laughs> I know. It's, you know, people treat you differently. When you go into a store and you, and, you, and you buy something, I'm finding that people are overly friendly. I mean, more friendly than they were when I was a brunette, and I can't understand it. I'm thinking, what is this? What is, I don't get it. Like, you know, uh, I honestly do, do not get it. Um, maybe I, I don't get it. <laughs> I just don't. Now, with, uh, now, like I say, uh, one of the main reasons why we're here is uh, Friday the 13th Blood Loss, but I want to talk about a few of your other projects. And, uh, you know, being, uh, being an independent film actress, you really don't have to worry about the strike stuff going on, do you, or you're not allowed to talk about it. Well, you know something? It's interesting because I I read an article uh, that Mark Ruffalo uh, wrote recently, and he was saying that it's time for actors to go independent and do do independent films in this crisis that the actors are going through just because it's a completely different thing, you know, for independent filmmakers to make these uh, films. And I think a lot of actors, I mean, part of acting is really just doing the creative part of it, you know, just enjoying the, the, the acting experience to be, you know, uh, to have a role and to, to do the art of acting. And so I think that uh, if, you know, the, there's a lot of people that write independent films, there's a big, big, you know, and I guess this is why I all of a sudden became attracted to, to all those smaller films because uh, there's a lot going on. There's just so much going on. And you can jump into these things, whereas with a big production, a big Hollywood production, it's, it is a big production to get into a big production, you know. So so I think that, that um, it, it's good, and it, it, it gives everybody an alternative to to trying to get into those larger things and, and staying creative and, and doing your art and, and, and having fun at it and doing uh, films that are, are, are so accessible. And, and, and the wonderful thing is that I find with these smaller films that 
people are more, you know, the people involved are so gung-ho and, and it's just, I don't know, very welcoming they are. So it's great. I think it's, I mean, I should, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't, you know, honestly, I was uh, uh, an artist for a long time in other different areas. So getting back into being an actress uh, after years of, you know, being a writer and being a, an author, um, you know, it, I shouldn't speak as an experienced actress. I'm, I don't ever, and I don't even think you could ever be an experienced artist or actress until you die. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, right. But, but I think, you know, that, that um, it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great opportunity for, for everybody to keep working independent. Uh, sir, sir, Julian's our guest here. We've got about uh, three, uh, three minutes left with us, sir, and I wish it were a lot longer. Uh, <clears throat> we're definitely going to have you on again because uh, I plan on uh, – uh, having uh, a lot of the, uh, we're going to do like one whole show uh, featuring Friday the 13th Blood Loss. So, uh, so we're going to invite you back for that if uh, you'd be willing to uh, come back. But one thing I would like to do so we don't forget, if our fans want to check you out and see it, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. Oh. You okay, so I've got Twitter, uh, and Sarah Jillian 71 on Twitter. I've got TikTok, Sarah Jillian 71. Uh, LinkedIn, Sarah Jillian. And Instagram, that Sarah1234. And Facebook, uh, Sarah Jillian and uh, YouTube actually is a small uh, Sarah Jillian uh, channel as well. So I've got them all <laughs> and I'm out there. And you can also Google my name, Sarah Jillian, and you'll see all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I'm right out there. You know, all, all, sort, uh, all sort of beautiful pictures. And uh, I would rec- definitely recommend uh, checking out her IMDb uh, page. Uh, there, there's one picture where uh, you, uh, you're, um, you know, you have your black hair, and you you look like you could have been Katie Seagal's uh, stunt double because you guys kind of look similar. Has anybody ever told you that? No, no, I've gotten a lot of different different things. Like the um, yeah, other, a couple of months ago, I was at the airport and I was going through, and the security guard said, "Is that chair?" And I thought, okay, that was with my dark hair. Okay, so then they thought I was Cher. I've had that a few times in my lifetime. And uh, I've had, um, what's that actress? I forget her name now. Oh, gosh. Uh, French actress. And, uh, yeah, I've had a few different things. I think with my with my dark hair, I kind of almost had a little bit of a Joan Jet thing happening or Chrissy uh, Hine thing with my bangs. Uh, but, you know, I kind of like to switch things up a little bit because, you know, life's short and you got to experiment a little bit. You know, you got to change up things. And I think change is what it's all about, really. Well, uh, the one, uh, we we have about 60 seconds left here. There, you, there's one thing that was there that you didn't tell the full story. When uh, they thought you were Cher, you went up to them and said, well, I'm not Cher, but uh, I am good friends with the icon. Check me out on his show Monday night. I know that's what you did. <laughs> Absolutely. That was, yes, yeah, you got it. You got it, icon. <laughs> awesome. Well, 
Well, I'll tell you what, Sarah, you have been so awesome and wonderful, and I'm glad that uh, you were with us tonight. We'll definitely have you back on again. And all the members of the cast that are listening uh, from Pride 13 Blood Loss, uh, we got a big show coming up with all you guys that are listening. So, uh, Sarah, thank you for taking time on your schedule and uh, also joining us on such, uh, such short notice. We do love you and appreciate you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Sarah. All, All right, Jelly right. so, Jillian, ladies and gentlemen. It looks like our next guest is waiting a week. Now, I've been waiting for this one for a long time, too. Uh, as a matter of fact, I booked her uh, as a guest on the show uh, back in uh, last November is when I booked her on the show. So we're going to talk to her in a little bit. We need to take a quick little commercial break. So stick with us. We'll be back after these messages right after this. As you know, 89.1 Ken's FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor Ken's FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've been waiting for, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. She is also beautiful. She is also an actress. She's a talk show host. And she does everything in between. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Julie Reiterer. <laughs> hey, Icon. This is Julie Reiterer, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live, Monday on 89.1. Ken's FM, with your host, the icon, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Hulkster, the modern nightmare, Matthias, and the big swing. How are you, so Julie? Good to, to have here. you with us. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I was, like I was telling everybody, uh, we actually, I actually booked you on the show last November, uh, 2022 is when I booked you on the show. It's been a long time, yeah. and we finally got this done. We finally got it done. I know I've been waiting, and I, I think um, we've communicated in between that time. But, yeah, it's so good to finally connect and, get in, yeah, get this done and be on. So thank you so much. And uh, even though uh, um, I promised to stop calling you, you you at 2 in the morning like I, I do all the uh, female guests <laughs> we have on the show, uh, but you're still <laughs> taking my calls and you're still on the show, so we must I must be doing something right, right? Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> So here's how we'll do this, Julie. I'm going to ask you a few questions, and then we'll go to Granny, mm-hmm. and then we'll go to the Nightmare over there. But first mm-hmm. off, we do, before we do that, let's have you give a little background about yourself, and then we'll have some fun with the interview. Go ahead. Yeah, so, gosh, I, uh, so I actually grew up in Buffalo, New York, and uh, so I am a proud Buffalo Bills fan. I know, I know. Don't boo me too loud, but, uh, yeah, I'm the only one who will love them. <laughs> Well, hey, our, our, look, our team has lost four Super Bowls, too, just not in a row. I know, I know. It's our claim to fame, and, uh, you know, too bad it's a bad thing. But, you know, every single year, you guys say it's, it, this is our year. So, you know, I'm going to say it again. This is our year. Go Buffalo. <laughs> so, yeah, I grew up in Buffalo. I moved out to Phoenix, Arizona probably about 28 years ago. So I, 
I'm I'm more of a Phoenician now than I, you know, am a Buffalonian at this point, but I still stick with my um my roots and stick with my team. Um so, you know, when I moved out here a few years, you know, 28 years ago, uh got into doing some acting, a few things here and there, and then I got married, had some kids, raised my kids, so my life trajectory changed for a little bit. And, um, you know, full circle came around again. So I've been into um, acting, and I have a talk show, and I'm involved with a wonderful streaming network called the, uh, the New Network and The Green Room, which shows every Saturday night. So very exciting stuff. That's that's awesome. Uh, Julie's our guest here. We're on 89.1 Kens FM. And for those of you who go to our uh, Facebook page, Attitude Era, Monday Live Money, like that. Go to Kens FM page, uh, um, 89.1 Kens FM. Uh, do a $10 a month donation power shower. We'll get you automatically qualified to win an autograph picture from past guests, current guests, and future guests. And I bet you, Julie, if I ask you real nice, you can probably send us a few. Oh, yeah, of course. All right, so we were we were talking about uh, football, but we're going to talk about your acting. Real real quick thing about football here, real quick. Uh, you know, you mentioned that you are a Buffalo Bills fan. As a matter of fact, North Dakota State University uh, actually sent a uh, awesome football player to the Buffalo Bills, number ninety, Phil Hansen, uh, who was on three of the four of those foot uh, those World uh, Super Bowl uh, teams. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for giving us him. <laughs> So anyway, so uh, we're we're uh, we're going to talk to you about some of your products. Now, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we get most of our information from imdb.com, and we're going to talk about uh, some of the products because you got a lot of products in production, post production, pre production, production production. I mean, you you just got a lot of stuff going on. How are you keeping all this stuff mm-hmm. straight? You know, organization is key. Honestly, <laughs> I just. You know, I do one thing, and I'm very involved with that one thing, and then I move on to the next. So, you know, it's a lot of fun. It keeps me busy. It's my um, – I just love it. It's my passion, and I and I love being able to get to my know my character in each and every production that I'm doing. Lot, lots of fun. Now, I do want to ask you a little bit about your talk show. Then when we come back to me, I'll ask you about the, the products you got going on. But there is a couple of people here in the studio that would love to be a guest on your talk show, not only myself, uh, but Granny Hulkster. Now, Granny Hulkster, she is a big uh, football fan as well, and she'll probably ask you a little bit about that. But, uh, you know, her favorite team Touchdown Raiders! My favorite football football team is the Kansas City Chiefs. I hate the Raiders. Thank you very much, Big Wayne. That was not nice to go there. Not nice at all. Well, that was Big Swing. So, uh, Randy, what do you guys Go ahead. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on the show with us tonight. And I've just been listening to just the interesting conversation. So, in your career and everything that you've done, what has been your most interesting opportunity you've had that you've done in your career? Oh, uh, by far what I'm doing right now and being involved in this new streaming network called The New Network. Uh, We have over 60-plus celebrity shows on there, and I have one of my 
one of the shows, the talk shows, is, is mine. I go by Truly Julie on the talk show on the new network. And wow, okay. Yeah, and so we have a lot of things involved in the new network, one of them being my talk show plus other celebrities that have talk shows on this streaming service. So I get to be part of that and and everything that goes into it and some of the back down, background um, production of it. Uh, as far as um, the other part that's, that is um, involved in the new network is the Green Room, which is a weekly show that we do every Saturday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on our new network um, business page. And we have celebrities on there. Right now we have a debate tournament. So each week we have different topics that are um, posed to our competitors. And um, like I said, every week we have somebody different and they debate against each other. And it's very high energy, very fun to watch. And usually one person goes home from the competition every week and we go, we go through that every single week. And so there'll be a winner of that tournament. So that's been a lot of fun. Also, we do a lot of storytelling on that show um, every Saturday night. Um, that's that and sounds fun. So it's a lot of fun. It's a lot involved. Um, but it's been my most rewarding and um, positive production and, and thing that I've been a part of so far out of everything that I've done. That's interesting. That's cool. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot involved in a lot of different things. So it's, I've learned a lot. We have a lot of workshops and that and um, uh, preparedness that goes into each show every Saturday night. And then of course the talk show. I'll be filming or recording one of my next talk show tomorrow afternoon um, with my co-host Albie Klein, who's CEO of the New Network. And I would definitely love to have all you guys on at some point. Um, so once we get to live recording, because uh, we just, gosh, our, our network just started about three months ago, so we're still kind of young as far as everything goes. But we'll be we'll be doing live shows soon, and we'll be inviting guests onto our shows. Um, so yeah, I would definitely love to have you guys on and, and talk more about that. Well, you know, Julie, awesome. I'd like, like to tell you, if you want to set the tone for your show, if you want ratings, Granny, the Nightmare, and myself can definitely bring you the ratings for your uh, – we, we wouldn't want to uh, get you too many ratings your first show, but the second show, we'd love to come turn on the house with you. Oh, awesome. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I'd love to have you guys on. Now, Julie, I want to introduce yeah, you to uh, my other co-host. Uh, he, uh, he's the modern Nightmare Matthias. And, uh, you know, you're known for your poker face. As a matter of fact, uh, if you ask Matthias, he'll sing you Lady Gaga's tune, uh, Poker Face. Uh, Matthias, what do you got? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed NSC World Tag Team Champion, and soon to be APW World Heavyweight Champion, EWI Diamond, and Epic Champion, Intercontinental Champion for Rudo's promotion, and last but not least, honorary member. Has been paid for by the New World Order. 
honorary member of the New World Order, Matthias. Welcome on to my part of the program. Uh, yes, as Icon um, did say before with every other guest, he claims I have an ego. I call it self-confidence. But, yes, I have a lot of accolades, <laughs> accolades to my name. Um, and I am definitely an inter- interesting guest when it comes on to uh, everybody's shows. So my main question to you would be, who is a dream guest you would like to have? If you could pick anybody from the past, the present, or even the upcoming future, anybody that you wish you could sit down and talk with on one of your guests, your guest shows and stuff like that, who would it be and why? She just told you it was me. <laughs> Icon, no question whatsoever. <laughs> All right, let's get the real answer now. <laughs> Jeez, I never thought, you know, I find... Honestly, this is going to sound so, um, you know, politically correct, but, like, I love talking to a lot of people, even if maybe I don't agree with their their stance or their opinions or anything, because I find everybody's life paths interesting. But, you know, I love comedy, so I've always, I always, I'm always drawn to, like, comedians and people who make me laugh. So, I don't know, I'm kind of drawn to Jack Black, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the actor. Okay. I just think he would be such a good time on the on the show. I think he would um, just make me laugh. We could uh, hang out, just have a good time. I don't know. I just I I really like his comedy and everything. He just seems like a very fun guy to talk with. And is there anybody that you? Right now, like, if somebody said, hey, I want to be on this show, like, is there anybody you know straight up you would have to, like, say no to or that you would probably say, nah, I don't think I'm interested, or you'd have to really give some thought into whether you'd allow them on your show or not? Uh, well, that's you. Holy... <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, probably, like, Kamala Harris or something or Biden, I would not have on my show. <laughs> okay. And is there, has there been somebody previously, like a guest on your show, and you don't have to name names or anything like that, you don't have to go into any specifics, yeah. but have you ever had a guest on your show where you're like, ah, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I don't think I'm ever going to, you know, want to work with them anymore or talk with them or have them on my show again? Have you ever had that kind of experience? No. No, not no, not at all. And we've had plenty of guests on our um, our green room show as well. Um, I mean, my talk show is pretty new, so I haven't really had that um, many guests. I have my co-host on there. Um, so, but on our green room, we've had a lot of celebrity guests and different guests, and everybody has really had an interesting backgrounds, and it's just fascinating to see where people come from and um, and their paths that they've taken, and I, I really find people's um, paths to either success or wherever they're at in, in this point in life very interesting. So we've got a lot of interesting people on, and there's nobody I wouldn't really have on, to be honest with you. So. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. Have, uh, <laughs> we, uh, we have uh, Julie as our guest here. We're on 89.1 Kins FM, and we got about uh, 25 minutes here with you. Now, uh, we'll awesome. come back to your uh, talk show in here in a little bit, but I want to talk to you about some of the projects that you are going uh, got going on, and I'm going to ask you uh, a, a couple of questions about some other stuff going on in the uh, in the world right now. If, if you can't uh, mention them or talk, uh, talk about them, I'll understand. But uh, right now, according to IMDb, you got 12 
projects uh, that you're working on, uh, Dark Mean City, Coffee and Do-Overs, Pay to Die, Desert Friends, Velma, uh, Magenta, As the Day Goes By, The Condition, The Terror, Grief, Finding, finding Keepers, uh, The Sealers. Uh, are you currently working on all those right now, or were you working mm-hmm. at all those at one time? No, no, no. So some of them I've already um, filmed, and they're in post-production. So, um, like, Dark Mean City, so that one is actually very exciting. That one is a video game. It's through PS5, and uh, I am playing the character of a police officer in a PS5 game that's coming out. And actually they have – they're working on character creation right now, so they have – you know, my face, a picture of my face, and they're creating the character right now. And then I still have to go into the studio to film, like, my movements and my voiceover. And then, so that one is still in production. So I've done some parts for that, and I, I still have to work on some other. But I am very excited about that. My son is a um, video game uh, aficionado, and I'm very excited that for that, that I can, you know, give him a game later on and say, hey, your mom is, you know, kicking butt in this game. <laughs> so that's very exciting. So now, I'm just kind of curious. Now, being part of a video game, now, mm-hmm. as, as part of as being part of the video game, and uh, this is kind of, this is kind of an interesting question because I'm I'm kind of a gaming geek myself. But do you get a yeah. do you get a free copy of the game? And what is it like being part? Uh, you know, when you actually get to see yourself in the game, uh, do you plan on playing yourself when you play the game? That's a good question. Of course, I'm going to play myself. Um, I think that would be super fun. It's going to be really surreal. I mean, it hasn't happened to me yet, but once it comes out, I'm definitely going to, you know, put the game on and and play myself. I think that's going to be really weird, you know, (laughs) to make myself do whatever I'm going to be doing. I'm not sure, like, if my cop is a good cop or bad cop or, you know, I'm not sure what role I'm going to play yet as far as my my cop you know, take on it. So I'm not I'm not sure yet, but I I can't wait to see it and definitely I will play myself. <laughs> well, so, you know, yeah. I mean, really wouldn't cool. you if you had a, that opportunity, wouldn't you play yourself, you know? Well, yeah. No, I was thinking it'd be like really cool. It's like you you and your son play the game, right? You play yourself and your son picks a character, yeah. right? And then uh right. you guys battle each other like on like the streets in the game. Uh you win, he's right. gotta do the dishes for a week, he wins, he, he can stay out like like a half hour later for curfew. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that will be fun. I mean he's older but yeah, he can stay out as long as he wants now. <laughs> It'll def- yeah, it'll be surreal. Now, I, I there was one movie that you made in uh, 1997. Um, mm-hmm. It was actually about a. Uh, I think uh, it was kind of like a uh, a precursor to uh, the re- the friendship that you and I ha- you and I have uh, called Stranger in My Home. Uh, but uh, this guy actually lived in uh, in the movie. This guy actually lived in your house. You actually threw me out of yours. So it was kind of like a precursor. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It was an ominous, uh, you know, prediction of what would come in my life later on in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
there's one thing I was going to ask. Now, I understand if you can't talk about it. I, I guess I probably mm-hmm. should have asked you before you came on. But, you know, uh, the big thing in Hollywood right, right now is the strike that's going on. Are you able to discuss that or talk about that, or is that like a, a hands-off situation right now? No, I um, I am not SAG, actually, so it doesn't affect me right now. I mean, you can still get uh, jobs in work if it's non-union. So if it's not SAG or anything, we can still do different projects. Uh, so me not being SAG, um, it, it doesn't affect me yet. It affects, like, friends of mine and, you know, and in the future if I become SAG, then definitely it will um, affect me. But I just have to say, I guess the positive in it is, um, you know, getting the equal uh, pay for, you know, movies and, and I mean, for the um, actors and actresses, you know, once things go to streaming, I, I hear that um, once something is sold to streaming that their royalties aren't very much at all. But but I guess I want to hear both sides of the story, to be honest with you. I, um, I'm just curious if a lot of the actors and actresses who have been let's say they take a job and they get paid for, you know, Grey's Anatomy, for example, or whatever, um, and, and they get paid and they agree to the, you know, the terms of the contract, and then it gets sold to Netflix, uh, for example, or any streaming service for that matter. Uh, if they agreed to it and they already got paid for it, and if Netflix already bought it under the terms, then isn't that their right to do with it what they want? I mean, it's just a good question to pose, I guess. There's one other project that uh, you were in, and I'd, I'd like to talk to you about it. As a matter of fact, we've had a lot of actors and actresses from this movie uh, on our show, Pay to Die. And uh, mm-hmm. you actually are in that film with a one of my heroes, Lauren Francesca. Of course, for some reason, uh, she keeps ignoring me when I try and get, get her on the show, but uh, Sean Phillips has been in that. He's been on the show. Uh, yeah. G. Larry Butler's been on the show here. Uh, now, what was it like working with that project on that project? So yeah, I worked I worked with Sean on a couple different projects. Um, he's really great to work with. He's a lot of fun. Um, Lauren Francesca, I met her on set there, and she. Uh, I mean, I worked with her with, for one day on set. She was really great to work with. It was a lot of fun. Um, a lot of blood. A lot of blood and gore. And I can't really tell too much about it until it comes out because it's still in post production. But um, it was a lot of fun. I went to L.A. to film that. Um, and, it, you know, it, it was a lot of fun. That's all I could say. I can't really say too much about it, but um, it was intense. Uh, there was a lot of blood all over me, and um, it, it was a really good time. You know, a lot of good people to work with as well, so. Are, are you able to talk about uh, if you met and got to hang out with Kato Caitlin? I did not. So he um, he was supposed to be on set the same day I was there, but by the time I left, I think he filmed after I had already left set. So I didn't get to meet him, which I was hoping to meet him, but I did not. <laughs> so, so, so so you intimidated him then? Maybe. Maybe he thought I was the killer and he wanted to leave. 
<laughs> he didn't want and, any more uh, of that. He didn't want to know anything more. <laughs> and and another member of the cast that's been on the show, uh, Erica Dyer as well. Uh, I mean, there, there's just been a whole lot of people from that show, that movie that's been on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to take anything away from anybody else, but uh, you know, you have uh, of all the of all those cast members, you'll have been on the uh, on the show for the longest uh, interview time frame. Oh well, that's nice. Yeah, I met Erica as well on set of Desert Fiends, so I worked with her. She was a lot of fun. We did some, you know, did stuff on set together. You know, offset. She was she was a real joy to work with and a lot of fun, a lot of high energy and everything. So yeah, um, Desert Fiends and Paige and I were both with um, Sean Phillips, and both projects were awesome to work with. Everybody that was on set was awesome and. Just, he loves, you know, doing those horror films. So, as you can imagine, lots of blood, uh, and it's a lot of fun. He's, his horror films are there's usually a lot of uh, raunchy fun on there. <laughs> so, it, it was it was a good time. Well, you know, I, you know, you mentioned post production. You know, you you had mentioned that uh, you know you were you were covered in uh, a lot of that red stuff. So, uh, mm-hmm. what, what did they? Uh, Every day you just go on set and then you just get stretched with the stuff and then you do all your film scenes and then uh, you go uh, you go shower off or uh, how how long during the day are you covered with that stuff? I mean it depends on scene to scene. Uh, we have the blood on us for a pretty long few hours and uh, I don't know if you've ever been covered in in uh, blood, but sometimes it can get cold. the The day we were filming, so. Paige and I did in L.A. It was very hot out, so that wasn't really an issue. Desert Fiends, it was it was a very unusual week. I mean, it, like, snowed in – we filmed that one in Las Vegas, and it was literally snowing, and we none of us could believe it. And, and, and here the name of the show is – the movie, I mean, is Desert Fiends, and we're like, okay, this is not, like, desert scene, you know, with the snow coming down. So – and <laughs> whenever you get anything wet on you – it's snowing out. It's very, very cold. So we were bundled up in between takes. But yeah, you you sit there with the blood on you, and it it washes off pretty well, actually. So um, you just go back and does it, does it, and take a shower. It comes it off pretty well. Does it freeze? It doesn't pretty freeze. Good too, it doesn't snow? freeze because it's almost like a there's like a viscosity to it that you know almost like oil or something where it doesn't and doesn't freeze up, but it, it's very sticky. So, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't freeze, but it does feel very cold on you, and you usually have it in your hair and your face, you know, and it's not very comfortable. But it looks cool on set, right, and, and on screen, and that's what we're looking for. That that is really cool. Uh, we have Julie's, I guess. Here we got about uh, thirteen minutes here before uh, uh, before we're done here. Now let's uh, go. Uh, let's kind of circle back here. Let's talk about uh, your your talk show. Now you've uh, you have the new one that you're launching. I believe that you um, you, you mentioned that you're, you're going to be starting uh, production on that in uh, a couple months. You said or a couple weeks. No. So the new network, which is our streaming network, which hosts. Uh, different celebrities, uh, their talk shows as well, and mine is one of them on there. That has been a, around for three months, so we're about three months new since we um, launched the network. And so 
I have a couple of shows, my particular talk show, Julie, Julie, um, I'll be recording my third episode tomorrow, actually. So I still have, you know, a few more episodes to catch up to you, Scott, I mean, Icon. So, um, yeah, we are... We are pretty new, and um, but I'm having fun with it. I'm having a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to bringing some new interesting people on to talk to. And uh, I believe you said that's going to be called the New Network. That's K-N-E-W, right? Yes. So to find us, it's at www.thenewnetwork.com, T-H-E. K-N-E-W-N-E-T-W-O-R-K.com, and my show is Truly Julie on there. Now, is it only going to be uh, Internet-based, or are you going to try and get on satellite radio with that? You know, right now we are virtually online-based on our on the network, on, on the website, um, who knows what the future will hold? You know, we will see how this transpires, but I can't predict anything. And you know what the vision of the CEO is and, and things, but you never know. You never know where it will go. But for right now, yeah, we're just on the website. And you, uh, you do uh, interview a lot of celebrities on that sh- uh, on that network as well, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, my uh, the host of the show, Avi Klein, he does a lot of the co-hosting with a lot of the celebrities on there. And then a lot of them do join us every Saturday night um, with our debate show, uh, which we call The Green Room on Saturday night. So that's our live show that we do, and that kind of blends into, you know, what we have online virtually at the new network.com. And when you're when you're when you're doing the uh, the show and working on the network, is it uh, is is do you, is the network like in a in a big studio or is it in somebody's basement or somebody's living room? <laughs> so the exciting thing about that is that we all meet virtually in on our virtual stage, so to speak. So I'll be at home um, recording from my studio, my home studio, and then Avi is in his home studio, and each person that you see on screen is in their own home studio, and we meet virtually, and we do everything that way. That's awesome. Uh, It also cuts cuts down on travel expenses, too, right? (laughs) Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it makes it more... um, uh, you know, we can attainable because, I mean, yeah, like you said, there is traveling, there's expenses, there's, you know, things like that that we just don't have to do anything. And I think in this post-COVID world, right, that we have learned to adapt and do things a little bit differently and, and make things work. So, you know, we are able to reach other people in their living rooms and their homes, and and then we can reach out to each other and have this virtual theater, so to speak, and come together and provide free entertainment every week on our show. So it's pretty neat. Uh, Julie's our guest here. We've got about nine minutes left here. You know, you met, you kind of mentioned COVID, and, uh, you know, that was uh, that was a, a very tragic time three years ago. And I, I think it's finally in the rearview mirror. I mean, it's never going to go away, obviously. 
Right. But I mean, that was that was one thing where Hollywood took a hit. Now they got the strike thing. How, what do you what do you think it is that that uh, Hollywood keeps surviving all these different incidences or why well, you wouldn't want to call them tragedies, but what, what do you think it is that uh, that keeps them bouncing back and keeps them from uh, going completely under because of all the stuff going on? Honestly, I think it's because they just keep reinventing themselves, and we have different you know, creators coming up every single day. I mean, as I get older, these kids that I called kids before are getting older. <laughs> and uh, and we have new ideas, new fresh ideas, and people just adapt just like anything throughout the years in every pandemic that we have ever seen or maybe we didn't see like our grandparents lived through. They always overcame the obstacles that were put in front of them. So this is really no different. And I think through COVID, people discovered um, – virtual ways to get to each other and we had a boom of the streaming services and and I think that's why the people who um, have maybe knew how they were getting paid in the past see things differently now with the you know their shows being sold to streaming services and such but also with even like your show you're able to reach people you know through the airwaves and everything and, and virtually um, and, you know, you have YouTube, you have TikTok exploding, you have Instagram, you have people entertaining other people from the comforts of their home or their outside and, and the wants of people. People want to be entertained. People want to see what's happening, you know, in other people's lives. And I think that generates a need for entertainment. And I don't think... Hollywood or, I mean, maybe Hollywood will change, you know, we'll see it look different, but I don't think the need and the want for entertainment from other people is ever going to go away. It'll just look different in the future. That That is awesome. I'm glad you put that. That's actually kind of cool you put it that way. Uh, we have uh, Julie's, I guess, here. We've got about uh, six minutes left here. So, uh, mm-hmm. So we don't forget this. Uh, unless, I don't think I did it already. If our fans want to check you out and see if you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok, what do you got? I do. I have it all. So, you know, if you look up Truly Julie on almost any platform, you're going to find me. So I'm Truly Julie on Facebook. I'm Truly Julie on TikTok. I am on Instagram, I am Julie Readerer Official, and that's J-U-L-I-E. My last name is R-I-E-D-E-R-E-R, and then Official. So that's my Instagram. And Twitter, I am Truly Julie as well. And, uh, and with, YouTube. Uh, <laughs> now, with, uh, with your uh, other uh, talk show, how long have you been doing your other talk show, uh, Truly Julie? So we've been working on it for since the beginning of the year probably, but I'm into my third episode. But, you know, a lot of thought in, in um, prepare, you know, being prepared for it has, you know, gone into it since probably, uh, I don't know, probably maybe even before the beginning of the year because I talked to you in November, so it's probably going back a ways. But, um, yeah, for it to come to fruition in the launch of the network, um, I'm on my third episode, and I hope to be seeing even more. So, yeah. 
And then do you, uh, do you plan on doing uh, one episode a week, or uh, will you be, like, uh, doing the show for a certain time, then take a, take a month or a couple months off, then fire it back up? Are you, or are you just going to go straight through? That's a good question. Um, I think we're going to be looking into doing it weekly eventually. Right now we're kind of doing it biweekly. But we'll get to a point where we're going, instead of recording our shows, we're going to be doing them live and hopefully we'll be doing them weekly. I really want to have more of a pulse on on people and my fans and, and grow that fan base and and see more people. And I think you can only do that by being consistent. So I hope to be and, going weekly at least, yeah. And uh how uh, how many uh how long how long is each episode or does it vary? It's usually sixty minutes an hour. That is awesome. And then uh you'll yeah. have uh guests from all walks of life, uh or it would be you and your co host and then a mystery guest or how do you plan on uh promoting each episode? Yeah, I think that I will. I do want to have um, people from all walks of life come on there because, like I said, I find people fascinating. I like to hear their stories. Um, I mean, stories from each person is just how we, you know, how we grow as people because we learn from other people, like their cultures and their stories and things. So I just, I, I want to see people from all walks of life on my show and, um, yeah, I um so I don't know how I'm going to uh, for if I was promoting it, I will promote it as as we go along. I think maybe I'll record it or if I know the the guest prior to, then I'll promote it, you know, the way that I need to. And you guys mentioned she said she wants from all walks of life. So it's like that famous line, so you're telling me there is a chance. <laughs> There is absolutely a chance. I would love to have you on. We have uh, Julie as our guest here. We got uh, we got about two minutes, and I wish it were two more years. Uh, so, uh, mm-hmm. real quick here, uh, Julie, if our uh, uh, if our fans wanted to uh, uh, look into the future of Julie, uh, how many uh, more projects would you say that uh, you want to get involved in? Oh, gosh, I don't know if you could put a number on that because I want to love everything that I do. So I I just look for opportunities, and if they feel right to me, then I'll continue doing them. I want to do projects until they're not fun anymore. So, <laughs> you know, who knows what that, what that looks like for me. So hundreds, hundreds of projects. I want to do hundreds of projects and meet thousands of people. So there you go. That is awesome, and I'll tell you what, our show would love to support your show any way that we can. If you uh, have a big guest coming up that you want to promote, let me know, and we can uh, you can post the, the link on our page, and uh, hopefully you'll reciprocate and do the same thing for us because uh, we have a lot of big stuff coming on. As a matter of fact, September 11th, I'm going to go ahead and announce this now, uh, we are actually going to have uh, one of the mem- uh, the Bozo the Clown, uh, Joey Diaria uh, is going to be a, a guest on our show. The actual Bozo the Clown is going to be on this show, so it's going to be really funny. Uh, and I cannot wait uh, to get a pie in the face from uh, Bozo the Clown. But I'll tell you what, Joey, oh, you have we need awesome. pictures on that. 
<laughs> and if you want to come back and call us for that, we'll we'll uh, work that out. But I'll tell you what, Julie, you have been so awesome. We love you and thank you. And uh, like I say, it took a while to get this done, but you have been awesome. And thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be with us. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Thank you all. All right. Take care. Thank you, Julie. All right. That was awesome. That was awesome, guys. Uh, we'll uh, put a pause on that. Hey, guys, uh, you know, I usually don't promote uh, – who uh, we're going to have on next week because of all the stuff going on with strikes and all this other stuff. But would you guys like to hear a preview of who we got coming on next week? Why not? Natalie Byrne is going to be a guest on our show. Have you ever heard of Natalie Byrne? I think so. Uh, yeah, with uh, with your silence, I guess that means you guys are all awestruck, the fact that uh, Natalie's going to be on with us. Uh, she is uh, known for a couple good movies, such as uh, The Acceleration with Dolph Lundgren. Uh, she played uh, Mel Gibson's wife in The Expendables. And she's got a new movie coming out that she's going to talk to us about. And I'll tell you what, man, she is really popular in Hollywood, as a matter of fact. And we're going to be talking to her all about that. And, uh, Matthias, I know that you're going to uh, want to try and get uh, bodyguard uh, detail with her. Oh, I yeah. guarantee it. Oh, yeah, like I said, any opportunity presents itself, so if they need it, I'm there. So, uh, with that being said, we got about a minute and a half before our uh, theme song starts. Uh, Matthias, you going to be here next week? Uh, unless something changes. Granny, you going to be here next week? As far as I know. All right. And uh, we'll catch everybody up. Uh, in the meantime, uh, the show has come to a close, but we want to make sure everybody joins us every Monday night right here, 89.1 Ken's FM, from 9 p.m. Central to 11 p.m. Central. And uh, if you're on uh, the other coast, uh, you can probably even figure out you're either an hour behind us or an hour ahead of us. Uh, we're here to entertain the masses. We're not going away. Uh, the next time uh, we will not be on the air, though, will be a Labor Day weekend because I'll be in the cities with the NDSU Bison as a uh, play in uh, U.S. Bank Stadium. So we will not be around that day. But other than that, we plan on being here every other week for the rest of the year, and we will entertain you, and we love you all. So with that being said, Remember, it's not goodbye, it's just good night. So stay with us, stick with us, be safe, love each other, care for each other. Join us next week, and we will see you all at that time. Take care. Peace. You think you know me?
with your quiet voice, like a second Yeah. 